Good morning, Collinwood Church. It is so good to see you guys with us this morning. And thanks to everybody online that's connecting that way as well. You're part of our church and we love you. Uh, we thank you for all those that came out to last week's uh, beach day. That was so much fun. I got to meet some new people that have just been a part of our online church. So that was really great. Um, but uh, why don't you stand with us and we'll pray and we'll invite the Lord's presence because he wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to me. He wants to speak to us as a church. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, you are so good, and we are so thankful for what you want to do this morning. God, we, we, are, we are looking forward to hearing your voice, God, and I pray, God, that you would give us the faith, God, to obey what you are urging us and exhorting us and commanding us to do, Lord, today and, and this week, Lord, as you change our hearts and that we become more like you every day, Lord. So, God, as we enter into worship, I pray that you would, um, that you would bring us peace, that you would just show us um, your presence, Lord, by in, in a tangible way, Lord, that we would really know that you're here and that we would really hear your voice, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Worship with us.
our like kids camp this week. And um, I don't know, I thought that some of our adults needed to hear it too. So uh, when we're singing that today, just just sing it. Mean it. Believe it. Because you are a child of God. And he loves you.
behind your regrets and mistakes Come today, there's no reason to wait Jesus is calling Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy From the ashes a new life is born Jesus is calling you God today that you have given us freedom that as we have sang earlier today we can stand on the promises that you have made because you are faithful you are who you say that you are Lord in our lives you are the same yesterday today and forever and so God thank you today that we can hang on to that truth that you are good that God when we bring our cares and our concerns to you you care about us and so today, as a church community, God, we just praise you. We thank you for your incredible love for us 
individually and as a church community and for this world. Thank you, Jesus, that you came to this earth and gave your life so that we may have life. Thank you, Lord, today for that. In your name we pray all these things. Amen. Amen. If you're in-house with us today, you can grab a seat. Thanks so much for joining us today for church. And uh, we're grateful to have each and every one of you with us today. If I haven't had the chance to meet you yet, my name is Tyson. I have the joy of being one of the pastors on the team here. And if you're new today, we just want to welcome you. Thanks for being with us in Callwood Church. Uh, if you are new, we encourage you. You can text the word new to 250-478-7113. And what that's going to do, it's going to send you uh, our digital connect card. And we'd love for you to fill that out so we can get to know you a little bit more. Hopefully one of our pastoral staff can have a conversation with you and uh, help you get plugged into the life of our church if that's what you're hoping to do here today. Uh, we want to just to give you an opportunity that's coming up on August 15th at 1 p.m. after church, we are going to be going to Juan de Fuca Park, and we are going to be having a picnic in the park. So at 1 p.m., grab your lunch, come on down to Juan de Fuca. We're going to be at the band shelter. We'll drop a pin so that people know where it is. Uh, it's just off of uh, Old Island Highway or Suke Road, it's kind of that murky in between of where those two things change. Um, but we're, we're, we want to, just as things are opening up again, give opportunities for us as a church to connect, to meet other people, and to get to know one another uh, as a church. Uh, we also have opportunities to serve as we're getting our programming back up, our ministries up and running. We would love for you to partner with us and use your gifts and talents to serve in our church and in our community. Actually, we're going to hear a little bit more about that later this morning from Pastor Josh. Um, but we would love for you to volunteer and serve with us. And you can head to callwithchurch.com serve uh, to find out more about that. And we also have just an opportunity right now to thank you so much for your faithfulness and your generosity in giving. Uh, over this last season, we are so grateful for how you partner with us financially. And if you want to do that right now, you can go online to our website or you can head, if you're in-house, uh, to the back. There's a giving station. Uh, as was mentioned by Jess a couple minutes ago, we had amazing VBS this week. Do we have anyone who is a part of our VBS in-house this week? It's a quiet crowd. They're still exhausted from VBS this week. That's okay. Uh, we just have a quick highlight video that we want to show you just to show you some of the life that's been happening in our church. And we want to we just highlight and celebrate the good things that God's been doing in and through our kids' ministry at the church. So if you turn your attentions to this video, uh, we're just going to have a quick two-minute video. And you can check it out. I am a priceless treasure. God knows me. God hears me. God is my comfort. There's nothing better Forgiven and chosen forever I am a treasure He came to find 
Yeah, so that's awesome. So much fun. Um, we have an amazing kids pastor at our church, don't we, church? So next time, next time you see Pastor Jen, tell her thank you for everything that she does. She's amazing and awesome. And a huge thank you from the bottom of our hearts to all the people who are volunteering. We had over 25 volunteers help put on this and over 80 kids join us this week. So thank you to each and every person who gave of their time this week. We're grateful for it and we're believing that good things are to come uh, for the lives of so many kids from our community who joined with us uh, for this past week of VBS. So we're going to go to a five-minute break right now. And after that, Pastor Josh is going going to be bringing this morning's word, continuing our One Another series. So during this five-minute break, if you're online, you can go grab coffee, do whatever you need to do. If you're in-house, say hi to someone sitting around you. Maybe it's someone you haven't met yet, or maybe someone you haven't talked to in quite a while, but just get to know the people that are sitting around you uh, this morning, and we'll be back in five minutes. All right, thanks, church.
wow, there's some really good visiting going on. I love it. I'm pretty sure that everybody online can hear that too. Listen to that. Isn't that so good? And now they're quieting it down. Well, if I didn't mention it earlier, my name is Josh, and I'm one of the pastors here. I happen to be the pastor uh, of Serve and Worship. And so today, as it happens, we're just talking about Serve. <laughs> it just, we just rolled the dice and it ended up, no, it didn't. It was a bit strategic. But I am so excited to chat with you guys this morning and talk to you about serving. And, you know, when we were looking at this role, as many of you know, we're pretty much brand new here. Uh, we started in May. Uh, May 1st was my first day here. And we came from northern BC and we made the trek with our family down with our tent trailer to uh, move to the island. And uh, I had never been to the island ever until... March when I came down when we were chatting with the church about the position and and so we are very excited to be here We're loving the weather um, As it happens that, that big heat wave it was actually cooler here than it was in Dawson Creek So that was quite the win for us and uh, right now I think they're still in the mid 30s and that we're pretty reasonable here. So That's just the way it goes. So that's pretty awesome so, um, but today I, I got lots to get through, but I'm really excited to talk to you about serving and serving one another. And so when we look at this, this topic of serve, you know, as the serve pastor, I could, I could spend the whole time talking to you about serving the community, serving our church, you know, serving all the different areas that are related to my position. But I wanted to really break it down today about, and, and kind of uh, focus in on what serving one another actually means and how it's actually about serving individuals and not just serving groups of people, okay? We don't just want to serve the church. We want to serve the individuals, the people in our church. We want to serve the community, but we want to serve the individuals in the community, right? And so we're going to start here in Mark chapter 10, and I just want to read this story, and it makes me laugh every time I read it because it's you can't imagine what's going through the mind of these guys that they were going to ask Jesus this question. So why don't we pray before we dive into that? God, you are so good, and I am so thankful and excited to be here to share what's on my heart that I believe that you've placed on my heart, Lord, in relation to serve. And so, God, I pray that for each one of us, Lord, that we would have this transformation going from this, this, this the, what is default behavior for all of us as sinful people that, that to, to serve ourselves and to focus on us and to get that satisfaction and transforming us, God. We believe that you will transform us and continue to transform us into, be being, into being people that serve and have a heart to serve others, Lord, all those around us and those that are afar. And we just pray, God, that you would lead us this morning as we dive into this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So Mark chapter 10, verses 42 to 45. Actually, no, I'm going to start at 35. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, okay, these are the fishermen guys, came over and spoke to him. This is Jesus. Teacher, they said, we want you to do this for us. We want you to do us a favor, actually, sorry. What is your request, he asked. And I can see Jesus because he knows what they're going to ask. He's like, oh boy, here we go. Verse 37, they replied, when you sit on your glorious throne, we want to sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right, the other on your left. But Jesus said, imagine, just imagine the gall of these guys, right? The other disciples are sitting there, it's like, and so they're like pushing past the other disciples, and they're saying, Jesus, you should put us 
on the, in the places of honor. So in verse 38, Jesus said to them, but you don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I am about to drink? Are you able to be baptized with the baptizing, baptism of suffering that I must be baptized with? Oh, yes, they replied. <laughs> we are able. You could, I don't know if Jesus rolled his eyes, but I think he actually rolled his eyes quite a bit with his disciples. But then Jesus told them, well, you will indeed drink from my bitter cup and be baptized with the, my baptism of suffering. But I have no right to say who will sit on my right or on my left. God has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. And when the other 10 disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. I would be too, wouldn't you? <laughs> so Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of this world lord it over their people and, the, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Even Jesus himself didn't come to be served, but to serve others. You know, and this is something that actually goes against, you know, the power structures of this world, right? Like, this is, this is not what comes default in our attitudes towards others, right? I want to serve myself. I want to have satisfaction. I want to have pleasure. I want to have these things in my life that, that are going to bring me joy, right? And so the idea that Jesus is saying, those who actually want to be first need to be the last, the last. And I, and I would say that outside of Christ, these are the things that motivate people, the selfishness, you know, the, 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 the self-gratification, you know. And, but Jesus says, among you, it will be different. Among you, it will be different. Okay? Among us, it will be different. Let's say it together. Among us, it will be different. Yeah, I believe that you believe it now. We'll get there. <laughs> Matthew 28, 18 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. And, and, and imagine this. Just put, just put this in perspective. Jesus is the guy that in Matthew 28, he says, All authority has been given to me on earth and in heaven, everything, all authority. So this is the head honcho of the universe, Jesus, right? But he says that I didn't come to be served, I came to serve. The world doesn't look at life that way, but he, but he says among you it will be different. Among you it will be different. He didn't come to be served, he came to serve. So I want to ask you this question. What are you here for? What are you here for? Are you here to be served? Are you here to serve? And, we're in, and everywhere Jesus went, he went to serve. Everywhere. You look at all the stories in the Gospels, and there's just piles of these instances where he was serving other people. 
people wanted to, you know, serve him and they worshiped him and he didn't stop them from doing that, of course, right? He, he didn't have this false humility, but he was serving people. You look through the gospel of John, especially, there's all these one-on-one um, interactions that Jesus has with these people where he's serving them. He goes out of his way to get away from the crowd to serve one person, individuals, countless opportunities like that that he takes advantage of. But today I want to talk about three different types of categories of serving for each one of us, okay? So like I said, we, we, I could spend the entire time talking about all the ministry opportunities that I want to sign you all up for, right? But I think it really, we want to focus on what this actually comes from, where, where the attitude in our hearts that we want to actually embrace. And this starts at home. And so what we're going to first look at is actually serving your family, Serve your family. You know, and I've been thinking a lot about this over the last several weeks, you know, and, and God has been teaching me specifically in one, in, in, in one capacity in relation to serving my family. You know, and, and, and again, it's not this idea that we're serving the whole family just for the sake of serving your family, but there's people in your family. There's individuals in your family that we need to serve. Near the end of Colossians, and actually at the beginning, or at the end of Ephesians as well, Paul talks about these really important core relationships that each one of us has. And he talks about um, family relationships, and he talks about work relationships. Those are the two main relationships that most every one of us has. And so he gives us some great advice on both of those categories. And he starts off this whole passage in Colossians with this encouragement and, and it, to introduce this hugely important section of Scripture about all of our relationships. And it's in Colossians 3, verse 17. It says, Whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to Him, through Him, to God the Father. Most of our Bibles actually put in a topic change, like a new headline there, and then it talks about the family relationships. But when you read this without that headline in there... This is like the preamble to all of those rest of that conversation. All our relationships are supposed to reflect this attitude towards us, or towards those people around us. Do it as a representative of the Lord. Okay? So let's read through a few of these passages here, these verses in Colossians 3.17. I'll read that 17 again. And whatever you do or say, it is do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Verse 18, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. You know, remember when Adam and Eve, at the beginning when they had sinned, part of the consequences for Eve's sin was that she would have a desire to control her husband. That was part of the fall. That was part of the consequences of sin. There was this desire to control the husband. And Paul is, is saying, you know, there's, there's this there's this desire within each of us to, to control those around us, right? And so he's encouraging those wives kind of as a follow-up to the curse in, in Genesis. Submit to your husbands. And, and, and we're going to get to the men in a second, and, and we're going to just drill that in a little bit harder too. <laughs> you know, but, I, but in both the men and the women, part of this serving all comes down to really not doing what just comes easiest to you. 
If, if my first inclination is to not serve my wife, that makes me human, right? So in verse 19, Paul says, Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Never treat them harshly. You know, I won't ask for uh, a count of hands today, but is there any men in here that have treated your wife, wife harshly? Think about it. There's this, there's this sinful nature within each of us, and, and we have this tendency that if we can't control something, that men will do harshness. They will, they, that's how they respond sometimes. That's how we do it. It's just the way it is sometimes. You know, and, and just imagine this verse being read to these people, and, and imagine in this patriarchal society how much more impactful this verse would be to them. Paul's saying, men, stop being harsh with your wives. And this is in the middle of this patriarchal society where the men had made, made all the decisions. You know, the, the women were, were much more relegated to tasks in the home and things like that. They weren't really business owners necessarily and things like that. They weren't influencers as much. But Paul is saying, husbands, stop being so harsh with your wives. And again, men, don't... Don't do just what comes easiest to you. Be gentle. You know, don't have those harsh comments, sarcasm, laziness. You know, that's just, we got we to gotta resist that. And for the ladies, there's, there's this idea that, you know, if there's, if your man isn't doing something that, the way you think, there's this attitude that can come in, right? And for men, let's not be harsh. Let's love, Right? Verse 20 says, children, always obey your parents for this pleases the Lord. That's pretty straightforward, right? It pleases the Lord, right? This is one of the situations, one of the instances here where, God, where Paul says that God actually has like this emotional response to this behavior. When, you're, when the children are obeying their parents, it pleases God. I want to please God, you know? I want to please God. Verse 21, let's, we're going to talk about the dads again here. Fathers, do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. And this is one of the areas that I think God has been speaking to me about a little bit more lately um, in relation to this passage. You know, Paul comes back to the men here for an extra little bit of very assertive, you know, wisdom. Again, what is it easy, what comes easiest to us fathers is not necessarily what we need to be behaving in, right? We've got to be careful about our, how our speech affects our kids. You know, do, do you want to be treated with flippant, you know, harshness? You know, we don't, none of us want to be treated that way. But I've got to say, I've been guilty of that with my kids from time to time. You know, it's, it's, it's what comes easy sometimes if you're frustrated or you're tired and, and the difference here as well is that when you have, when your kids are being misbehaving, we need to think about, is my behavior in this moment actually helping them to improve their behavior or hindering them from improving their behavior? Because a lot of the time, our behavior is actually a, um, reflecting upon them, right? Their behavior is a reflection of our behavior. Isn't that interesting how that happens? Let's keep an eye out for that. Is our behavior in that moment helping them to improve their behavior or hindering them, right? Don't just settle for this default behavior that comes easiest. Serving your family means holding yourself to that higher standard. 
Because Jesus said, among you, it will be different. Among us, it will be different. Yes, this is the default behavior, but among us, it will be different. The second area that I want to talk to us about here this morning about serving is actually serving your church family. And, and this is a, a massive part of what my role here is as well. And, and notice that I didn't say serve the church as an organization. I said serve your church family. And again, it's not about serving this group. It's about serving the individuals that are part of our family. Again, you know, serving this group as a whole causes us to actually focus on people's attributes, right? So if all that you're focused on is serving the church as a whole or, or serving a particular group as a whole or serving your family, if I think that I just need to be serving my family and that's all I think about, I might just be like, well, I need to just work, 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 work and provide for my family. But then you realize that there's people in your family, there's individuals, there's individuals in our church family that need care, that need love, that need grace, right? And, and, and so we need to be caring for individuals. It's not about just focusing on the whole big group. It's about individuals. Let's look for a second at the opposite side of that equation. You know, I've heard, uh, I've heard people talk about being hurt by the church, right? And so they're referring to this, something happened in the past, and it's, they're blaming it on the entire church. But there's the, the church as a whole doesn't hurt people. People hurt people. Policies can hurt people as well, and that impacts the whole group, right? But policies come from people. <laughs> so when we think about serving the church, it needs to be in the context of each individual. When you see each person as your motivation, you begin to grasp God's heart. You read that in, in, the, in the Gospel of John. When he sits down by the well, he says, okay, disciples, go into town, go into this Gentile pagan town, and get some food for us. And he sits down by the well and he has a conversation with a woman who doesn't have it all together. He serves and connects with that one person. And Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve. There, there's, there's also another story in the Gospels, and I won't go there if you speak to read the whole story, but... Jesus actually leaves the crowds on one side of the lake. He gets in the boat and he travels across the boat, or across the lake. He leaves the crowds behind. Very successful ministry over here. He's healing people. You know, people are being set free from demons. He's, he's, he's healing all kinds of people. He's teaching. And he says, I got something else in mind. He leaves the crowds. He travels across the lake and he meets one guy who's possessed by a demon. One guy, he sets him free and he gets back in the boat and goes across. He went for one guy. He gave up uh, uh, the influence in that moment. He had, he'd fed the 5,000 over there. Everybody was flocking to him and he gave that up for a moment and went and talked to one guy and served him and served him. He also got a good lesson for his disciples after that because he actually, this is one of the moments when he was walking across the, the water in the storm. Okay, so there was also a learning moment in there for his disciples, so that's good too. Might as well double up, right? <laughs> I 
Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. So what have you come for? What have you come for? <laughs> so if you're, if you're having a hard time, you know, being motivated to serve other believers, perhaps it's because, you know, of frustrations that someone has caused in your life, right? You know, and I want to challenge you with this question. If you've had issues with the church in the past, you know, I know our, I've been so blessed to start to get to know our church here and how much you love your pastors and, 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 and that, but there's always going to be little things that maybe annoy you or you have frustrations or disagreements. But I want to challenge you with this. In that moment when you're feeling frustrated, what would happen if God did something in your heart that allowed you to not focus on the frustration, but to focus on the individual and caring for them? To adopt this attitude of servanthood to that person you're frustrated with. To not adopt this attitude of servanthood toward all the individuals in this room. In our church family, at the second service coming up, all those connecting online, having this attitude of service to each person that is ministering or being ministered to through our church. John 13, 35 says this. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Okay? Loving each other as a church is the clearest demonstration to the world that we are his. Jesus is saying to us that loving each other is evangelism. Think about that for a second. You know, many of us don't really see ourselves as evangelists, right? Well, Jesus is saying that if you love each other, if you serve each other, you're an evangelist. Think about that. This is the clearest indication and demonstration and evidence of our, of our relationship with Jesus when we love each other. They will know that you are my disciples by your love for each other. Tomorrow I'll be helping someone in our church load a moving truck. <laughs> and I happen to know that many of you have the day off. <laughs> Are you ready to serve? <laughs> Are you ready to serve? If you want to help out with that, God's speaking to your heart. I can tell. <laughs> Get in touch with me and we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll make sure that there's maybe additional pizza. If we get a crowd, that'll be so awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> and this is a person in our church who just needs a bit of a hand, right? And there's lots of those opportunities. We, we talked about the VBS. You know, we, that's also serving our community as well. But there's, there's what it was so amazing to see all these little kids you know, worshiping God. You know, we had, we had I, I, I don't know what the final count was of all the kids that actually raised their hands and wanted to be best friends with Jesus for their whole life and, and, and ask God to forgive their sins. But it makes an impact, you know? And so again, Tyson mentioned it earlier. Thank you to all those volunteers that helped with that because that makes a difference, man. And I, I was supposed to be doing my sermon prep on Wednesday and Thursday, but I couldn't help myself. I just went and I helped it anyway. 
Because there's just something that when you are serving with a group of people, when you're serving with your church family, it's inspirational. Let's, ch- let's talk about this last piece, serve our world. This week at, you know, at VBS, we had over, the, over 70, over 80 kids come, and we learned how much God values you. Just, just mentioned that in the worship time this morning. And, and we, we chanted over and over, God knows you. Come on, who's, who was there? There's probably not enough. Is there? Okay. God knows you. I am treasured. I am treasured, right? Okay, we, everybody together. I'm going to tell you which one it is. Okay, this one is God hears you. And then you say, I am treasured, okay? God hears you. Okay, I'm going right back to on Monday when I was helping with games. Okay, God forgives you. I am treasured. And God chooses you. I am treasured. Do you believe it? Come on. So good. We also had a community cleanup there a while back in a prayer walk here. You know, we had, we had groups leaving in every direction from the building here, and we prayed for our community. We had various prayer points, and, and we had such great fellowship, but we had... We went down this way and over down Machosen and we went down Souk and we went into the, I, I don't know where everybody went. We brought, that, brought back many bags of garbage and we blessed our community. And, and those are the things that, you know, it's not like we're waving the flag like, hey, we're Colwood Church, we're cleaning up garbage. How amazing are we, right? If we have a heart to serve our community, we know that it's not just about serving the municipality, it's about serving the people the individuals that are part of that. The individuals. It makes an impact. We serve the community because of the individuals. And there's more events to come this fall. And we're working on one here this fall. At, and you'll, this is your first hearing of it. But it'll be a first responders appreciation barbecue. And we're going to need a bunch of people to help us out because we're going to be serving lots of meat and, and we're going to be blessing our first responders and their families. So we're going to have kids' activities and things like that. And, and we're super excited to make that happen. Just, be, you know, with, through all of COVID and there's been so much, you know, uh, disruption, um, not only in the, in the health guidelines and all of those things, but with um, all the things that have happened in the states with the, you know, defund the police and, and all of that tumultuous conversation, Right. But our first responders have been showing up every day and doing their work. And so we're going we're gonna to bless them. But it's not because we want to serve the police service or we want to serve the fire service, the fire departments, or the ambulance service. We want to serve the people in the police service. We want to serve the, the individuals that are showing up at a fire. We want to serve those people that are showing up in an ambulance when someone is injured or sick those people and their families. We're going to serve those people. So this morning we've looked at three groups that we need to serve. Our family, our fellow believers, our, our church family, and our world. You know, the power structures that, that we have in this world do not lend themselves to this type of philosophy, right? But what did Jesus say? He said, among you, it will be different. Among us, it will be different. Amen? Amen. Among us, it will be different. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. So what have you come for? What have you come for? 
Are we going to allow our ambition, our selfishness, our satisfaction, our pleasure, our power, and our money to guide us? Or is it going to be different among us? Among us, it will be different. Amen? Amen. Actually, nine months ago today, Pastor Sean spoke a message on serving. Nine months ago, exactly. I looked it up. Because I was looking up some stuff. I was like, okay, I wonder what's been preached here before on this topic. And it was last, uh, last fall. And he, and he talked about, remember, I know you all remember because you memorize every sermon, right? <laughs> but he had a bib on. He had, he had Pastor James up here who was washing his feet. Does anybody remember that? Yeah, now you do. Yeah, that's right. Because it was weird having someone, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you ready to serve? You've had fair warning, right? <laughs> Are you ready to serve? You know, and, and um, there was a phrase that came out you know, out of that in relation to um, serving. And do you, the question was, do you wear a bib or do you wear an apron, right? I thought about preaching this whole thing in an apron, but it would have been a little bit distracting. But are you ready to show up? Lou Nicholas said, kind of in relation to this, he said, immature children wear bibs and expect others to meet their needs. I can attest to that. I've got little kids. Those who wear aprons have learned the joy of serving others. Which attire are you wearing? Which one are you wearing? Okay? Among us, it's going to be different. Amen? And it's not just about, you know, sh- you know serving big groups of people or making a massive impact that way. It's, it's about serving the individuals that you encounter. And we're going to be strategic. We're going to be intentional. So we're going to do a first responders appreciation barbecue. Not to serve them as a group, but to serve them as individuals. And we're going to continue to do that here at Colwood Church. And I'm so excited to be able to be part of that and lead that vision and going forward uh, as that aspect of our church and, and connecting and serving our community and serving our church with you. And one last thing I just wanted to mention. We're going we're right done almost. But there's this apprehension sometimes. There's this apprehension sometimes when, when someone says, do you want to show up and you know, flip burgers, or do you want to show up and help somebody move? <laughs> There's like this anxiety, because it's not really within your comfort zone. Maybe you haven't done that before. Maybe you haven't, it's not your thing. Maybe you don't, I'm not strong like Pastor Josh, or, or maybe even like Pastor Tyson, but it's not within my comfort zone. But I want to just kind of challenge you in this, that changing your, it's not about going outside your comfort zone, it's about expanding your comfort zone, okay? So if you do it twice, you're probably much more willing to do it a third time. Yeah, it's a bit, you know, you might have anxiety and, 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 and fear the first time you show up to help with kids' ministry downstairs. But after the second or third time, you start to realize, this is now within my comfort zone, right? This is, I, I'm comfortable with this and I'm enjoying it, okay? So it's not about changing or going outside your comfort zone, Let's expand our comfort zone because we want to imitate Jesus who came not to be served, but to serve. He came to serve. He was the one that had all authority. And among us, it will be different. It doesn't align with the world, but among us, it will be different. Amen?
Let's pray. God, you are so good. And I am so thankful for all the amazing things, Lord, that you're teaching us, that you're teaching me and the opportunities that are before us. And God, I ask that your hand would be upon us in such a powerful way that we would have this inspiration to serve, starting with our family. God, I pray that I would serve my wife even better than I have before, which maybe isn't saying much. (laughs) I pray that I would serve my kids better than I have before. I pray that I would just expand my comfort zone in that level too. (laughs) I pray that we would serve your church, that our fellow believers, so that the world can know that we are your disciples because of our love for one another. I pray that you would also lead us into serving our community and serving our world because you are amazing. You want to make a difference in this world and you love this world more than we could ever love this world. So Lord, I pray that you would just inspire us with that love to start serving. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now I'm going to give you all the opportunities for you to serve. No, just kidding. I hope that encourages you. I hope that just inspires you a little bit. Pastor Tyson mentioned earlier about going to callwoodchurch.com serve. There's a form there that you can fill out if you're eager to help out. And um, those emails come right to me. And we'll get you connected with those areas of interest for you. There's also a shape assessment on the website as well that helps you to understand your giftings and where you might fit in in, in, as far as spiritual giftings and things like that. So check that out. And um, let's get serving. Amen? Amen. We'll talk to you guys next week, unless I see you tomorrow moving food or moving boxes. (laughs) Have a good one.